Hey everyone, welcome to JoJo's World. Good morning. It is a new day. It's a new day. We're back in prison and we're happy to be here. We're in solitary confinement with each other. I'm Liam S. Smith, one of your co-hosts. And I'm Nick Ballantyne, the other one of the co-hosts. This is JoJo's World, our JoJo's Bizarre Adventure recap and discussion podcast. And we are exhilarated to be covering... Jojo's Bizarre Adventure. Oh, feels good. A little anime that's having its sixth part and its second batch release on Netflix merely exactly a month ago. <laughs> <laughs> we are right on that bandwagon. We have our finger on the pulse of anime Twitter. From a month ago. <laughs> it feels good. It feels great. It feels alive. I feel so alive right now. Punch me in the face. Don't right, okay. I fucking dare. I'll, I'll kill you. <laughs> Just before we were talking about how we would dispose of bodies and now you want me to kill you. Hmm. <laughs> okay. Ah, uh, this is JoJo's World. JoJo's Bizarre to recap a discussion podcast. We're talking about Stone Ocean season episode 13. Uh, Kiss of Love and Revenge. It is the 165th episode of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure as a whole. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it is, it covers chapters 645 through 647 of the JoJo's Bizarre Adventure manga. It's only like three, maybe two yep, chapters. and that is the standard that we work with, oh Nick. God. And the listeners are screaming their pants <laughs> to hear us have that same exchange <laughs> once again. Do we ever get ads being like, just shut up about the chapters? No. Shut up about the chapters. We're not getting a lot of ads these days. I'm not surprised. <laughs> We're getting some. Are they just like, Nick, what the fuck? It's mostly just like a bit of supplementary info about something we talked about on the podcast. Oh, okay, that's nice. Nick. Yes. JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. What about it? It's good. I like it. I know, it's I'm good I'm glad shit. that we're on it. I see a lot of discourse on... Um, Twitter? On on Twitter, on anime Twitter. Yeah. Uh, not to be confused with... Uh, Normal Twitter? <laughs> Looney Tunes Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> um, on anime Twitter and on uh, other nerd pop culture podcasts that I consume or tangentially see excerpts of, like Castle Super Beast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, talking about how people are disappointed with the Netflix batch release model mm. because it uh, removes JoJo Fridays and the community hype that builds there. Yeah. Me? I don't really care. <laughs> You're just I, like, I can binge that. I would like to see the batches released a little closer together. Yeah, that would make a lot more sense. <laughs> but, say la vie. Say la moon. Say la tux. Tuxedo mask. Club penguin. Uh, uh, Clubbing seals. Uh, Kiss from a rose. Uh, Roses, which are thrown by tuxedo mask. Jojo's Bizarre Adventure. It all comes full circle. Nick, what did you think about this episode? I literally, once it ended... Nick, like, shut up. Do we have any patrons to shout out? No. Okay, continue. Yeah, that's right. I thought ahead. Um... <laughs> Yeah, so I, I, when, as soon as the episode ended, I was like, oh, oh, that was it. But I was enjoying it. Was it was gone so soon. And it now we need like... to wait nine months for the next episode. <laughs> <laughs> it kind of feels that way. Because, like, we've only got 13 episodes. 12, I think. We've got 12 episodes. Yeah. And now we have to wait another, like, nine months. Well, if, if I remember right, we talked about this a couple of months ago. Um, they announced DVD release dates for the three different batches. Mm. Or Blu-ray, I suppose. Uh, and I think uh, the third one was tentatively scheduled for May next year. So presumably it would be out, I mean, at least out by then, but who knows, mm. out for how long? Yeah, out by April. That's what I say. Okay, you putting money on that? Uh, I don't have any money. Okay. <laughs> Give me your money. But but I, I'm a fan of JoJo's. Oh, say no more, <laughs> sir. Step right this way. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I thank you. Now I'm part of the criminal JoJo's underworld. <laughs> It's JoJo's World Podcast, and we're just living in it podcast. <laughs> so, I thought it was it, it was a good app. It was it was pretty alright. It was okay. I don't know what statements it made, but you know, yeah. Sometimes you've just got to go to prison to kill a mobster. <laughs> and to be fair, if I was in that situation, I would have done the exact same thing. So, this episode, it's about Hermes' backstory, a reason she's in prison. It's an interesting parallel to Jolene's own backstory. Hmm. Uh, you know, of course, she was uh, framed for a crime she was tangentially involved, involved in committing. Yep. And through use of bribery, etc., given a much harsher sentence than she probably deserved. Mm. Uh, Hermes, of course, 
has her antagonist get a much more lenient sentence than he deserves. Uh, but of course, no, I'm not going to do that. Um, <laughs> not going to start ranting about the US prison system yet. Oh, oh boy. <laughs> um, uh, and of course, uh, had herself imprisoned deliberately to get in there and murder him. So what you're saying is she went, in, in, a, in the sense that Back to the Future was about finding your parents and making them, like, have you. G- okay, go on, <laughs> thread this needle. Not entirely accurate so far, but er- go on. Hermes... <laughs> Is going to prison to, <laughs> to make kill... sure her parents have her. Sorry, to make sure that her parents are avenged. Well, her sister and her father. Yes, so that they don't come back as spiteful zombies. Florida. Boom! <laughs> I'm serving hot takes left and right here at JoJo's World. I'm Liam the Shock Jock. Toilet flush sound. Hey, I'm the scrimp. He How sure d- is the scrimp. God, I wish We I was... love the scrimp. Everyone loves the scrimp. They love the scrimp and the shock jock Liam. The listeners during the bubblegum crisis era have been clamoring for the return of the scrimp. <laughs> They're like, look guys, I thought those were some pretty good takes, but where's the scrimp? Uh, if you didn't listen to our bubblegum crisis off-season exploration, check it out. You know, we talk about boomers a lot. Uh, and some boomers. But not many. That one's really stuck in your brain, hasn't yeah. it, Yeah. I'm very weirded out by the concept of Vuma. But to be fair, we also in this episode learn about another certain B-V dichotomy. Do we? Yeah, Limp Viscous. Oh yes, of course. The enemy stand is of course named Limp Viscous. Viscous. One, one of the less imaginative, uh... <laughs> yeah. Uh... Legally distinct name changes. Yeah, like after Dan of Steel, it is yeah. hard to top that. Dan of but... Steel, worse company. Um... <laughs> but like limp biscuit. Yeah, they could have gone with literally anything to do with biscuit. Yeah, you know, there's so many synonyms for biscuit. Cookie. Uh. uh... Little treat. <laughs> little treat. Yeah. Little treat biscuit. Oh yes. They could. They could call it limp. Nice little treat. Since you've been such a good boy. <laughs> All the subs go from, like, yay long yeah. to this long. Nick is like, holding oh. out his arms like he just caught a fish this big. And that's the name of the stand. Yeah. Okay, so let's uh, start talking about this episode and we'll get to these supplementary items as we get to them. Sure. And I, I say, of course, referring to the various tabs of research I have open on my phone. But... That's just Taskmaster episode. No, I closed that. We were talking about uh, the unfortunate Taskmaster UK participant who uh, had, I believe, Parkinson's. Mm. And everyone who watched was like, yeah, you need to get yourself checked out there, yep, buddy. Literally everyone. We all know the signs to look for and we identified them. Yep. First one, you see it and you go, yeah, yeah it's Parkinson's. We open in media res. <gasps> but that's, that's impossible. As... Uh, Jolene is found by the guards of Green Dolphin Street Prison, clutched, uh, uh, crouched over the unconscious body of Hermes Costello in some sort of interior graveyard. What? What? And she is summarily dragged off to what? Would, what? What was it they called it? Uh, it was like the maximum high ultra security solitary house unit. Yeah, something like that. Some insanely extra name. I believe they just start referring it to as the punishment ward later. <laughs> <laughs> Very subtle. Uh, and the, uh, and they're saying like, we can't prove you did anything wrong, but you're generally disrespectful. It's like that. That feels pretty pretty bad. And the guy who's talking looks the guard who is talking looks like an off-brand Giorno Giovanna. Wearing a Kevlar vest and yeah. being like, yeah, I got the same holes in my hair, hair thing. My blonde hair. Like the weird wiggy thing. They throw her into a hole uh, and she's in a pu- pure black room with only a small sliver of light illuminating the delicious anime bread and stagnant anime coffee. Coffee or soup? I'm guessing coffee, but I could mm. be wrong. Yeah. Why would they give inmates coffee? That's a good question. Yeah. Why would they give inmates soup? To survive. They got the bread for that. Bread can't help you survive. She crawls over, handcuffed to the... Hang on, let's unpack that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, like, that's clearly just, like, some fucking rye or something, right? Sure. Like, that's not nutritionally viable. It's carbo. Yeah, it's carbs. It's empty carbs. It's enough to keep you alive and not much else besides. Mm, I don't know about that. I mean, the soup would be necessary to give you basic nutrients. That's true. Like Unless you iron. had, say, a stand that could go and pursue people and get their nutrients for you. Ooh. 
Is that is such a thing even possible? Well, I heard a story uh, back in the 90s. <laughs> so Jolene approaches the food. And it's chock full of cockroaches and centipedes. God, I... I hate this. She turns over the bread. It's like, it's like every set surface of the underside of the bread is covered in bugs. And she kicks it away, the soup, coffee, whatever. Mm. Uh, and it rolls away and cockroaches come out of the, the cup as well. And she's like, fuck. So this is too relatable given that in my house I'm like, oh, there's a lot of bugs here. <laughs> How many are in my food? Hmm. Yeah. Love that for you. Yeah, hate it. Hate it so much. You know, I heard a um, statistic that I'm going to misquote here. Yeah. Um, which is something like, if you see one cockroach, odds are there are like hundreds more in the walls. Oh, good. <laughs> oh, great. Oh, this explains the noises. <laughs> Jolene makes a noise of shock and all of the other jokers and two faces in the punishment ward start being like, there's a woman. I want to I wanna be there. Uh, yes, I want to be there. <laughs> One uh, of them, like, chucks some dirt or something and then is like, my shit, it's reached her face. And this is clearly like a uh, reference to that scene. I think it's in Silence of the Lambs mm-hmm. where someone, like, throws their cum on, uh, on her face as she's going to see Hannibal. Oh, do they? I think that's Silence of the Lambs. Oh. Uh, what's her name? Uh, Clarice? I haven't seen Silence of the Lambs. Okay. Neither have I, but I've watched a lot of Hannibal. <laughs> so I've read about Silence of the Lambs. Oh, okay, all right. They throw cum at her? Yeah. Just to be like, it's a- on As is face. my understanding. Mm, to establish dominance over, mm. over the Because there are a bunch outside. of freaks and jokers in yeah. the psycho wing. Yeah. There are a bunch of sexually repressed freakos. And all these, yeah, all these other uh, nutbags. We're <laughs> really demonising yeah, them uh, now. We sure are, yeah. Uh, I just wanted to cram as many thesaurus words in as I could. <laughs> Look, um, if we can demonize people that are in jail in the like literal worst possible ward because they're throwing cum onto women's faces to be like, yes, I've done it. I mean, we can agree, maybe not the best kind of people, regardless yeah, I mean, of any other extenuating circumstances. But what if they've been framed? <laughs> and then one of them shouts, I want to bash her up next. But what if he's been framed? <laughs> you know? Uh, so they're just hooting and hollering, saying, like, they're unseen. I don't, someone's clearly got good aim with their shit because there's only two tiny slots on their doors. He he thought about the That's angle. That's stand. Um, <laughs> shit flinger. The chocolate starfish and the hot dog flavoured water. What the what? That's some album by some band. Incredible. Um, so then we get the most anime yeah. close-up face. As Jolene collapses backward, but then her head snaps up and she looks... Resolved. And then her eyes are glowing to the camera and be like, I must not allow my mental or physical strength to wane. I must be I must get through this. There is something I must accomplish in this ultra security house unit. I must not fear. Fear is the mind killer. It is the little death that brings total obliteration. Sure is. I'm yeah. always saying it. <laughs> uh, and then she like, you know, she's she's flashing back to Savage Garden flying away with Joydoro's disc and She's resolutely cramming bug-covered bread into her mouth. Being like, I must grow even stronger here. It will contain the carbohydrates I require. Meanwhile, Father Pucci is in a pure black prison church, lit only by a single godly ray of light, pretending to read his Bible, but actually reviewing the contents of the Jotaro mind disc. It's like um, when you're in high school and you cut out... Like a, a dictionary to Yeah, read and you put class. your flask in yeah, there. You put your flask in there. Like, <laughs> and then the teacher's like, what are you doing? It's like, nothing, just reading about words. So you've got your Bible. Yeah. You open your Bible, there's a hollowed out chunk of pages with a gun in it. Yeah. And you eject the magazine and the magazine is a flask. <laughs> and inside that flask, cockroaches. Lottery tickets. <laughs> you scratch off the filings <laughs> of the lottery ticket and they fall onto here. And they're cocaine. And then... You huff the cocaine. Yeah, you famously huff cocaine. Yeah, you, you huff the cocaine. <laughs> and what happens inside after the metabolism happens? You, you... you become limitless. <laughs> <laughs> and then once you become limitless, you remember the combination to your safe, which is the desk that you're sitting on in English class. Yeah. And you're like, ah, ah yes. there's my books and shit. Yeah, and then you open up and it's like, oh, my learning materials. Yeah. I don't need it anymore because I'm limitless now. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, why are you at school? It's like, well, you know, I'm limitless. I'm and that man's learn. name was Rube Goldberg. <laughs> uh, yeah, and then he flashes back to another uh, back in the past conversation with... Uh, with Dio. In 23 years ago. Where he literally says nothing. So Dio is just, he's just 
in shadow, swirling a glass of red wine, or is it blood? Oh, I think it's red. We wine. never really established if Dio could eat people. No, we definitely established that. Oh. <laughs> if he could still eat food post vampire. Oh. Like, right. you know how in um, what we do in the shadows, like, oh, if the vampires to, yep. take a single bite of food, they projectile vomit. Yeah. Yep. And he's just like, you don't want to eat chips. It's like, why not? Just don't eat the chips. And then he starts eating the chips. Mm. And then. But Dio's yeah. a man who enjoys the finer things in life. I could see him. St- and, and Jojo vampires being what? Humans who have unlocked the full capacity of their brain potential or whatever. <laughs> I could still see the, the capacity to eat being there. Hmm. Maybe, I guess. I don't see why they would have to, mm. but yeah. So he's just talking about heaven. He's literally like, what if there was a way to seek heaven? And I remember we talked about this last time we were doing a Dio flashback mm. with Dio and Poochie, but like, I, I don't love this like a retroactive motivation giving to him. Like, mm. because he was, you know, this being Jojo, he was loudly monologuing about his motivations while he was fighting Jotaro. Yeah. About how, like, with vampire power and stand power, he he could unstoppably dominate the world. And now he's being like, it's not, you, you know... It's not about dominating. It's not about of... dominating the world. Yeah. It's about going to heaven. And it's like, right, but what? Okay, so yeah, some quotes. Uh... The heaven I'm talking about has to do with the soul, the place our soul travels to. The power of our soul must surely evolve there. I'm talking about the final form of our souls. Blah, blah, blah. I'm talking about the final fantasy. Attaining true happiness by obtaining heaven. Uh, so quote. But this is contingent upon obtaining heaven. By obtaining the mightiest body, having lots of money, or having dominion over others. True victory belongs to those who have seen heaven. Mm. I will do everything. To, to see heaven? Yeah, so I like this transition actually. So he's saying, uh, he says that, then he says, I will do everything. And then we end flashback, cut to Poochie finishing his sentence in the present day mm-hmm. to reach that end. Mm. Mm. He what? has truly inherited the will of Dio. Much like a young monkey D. Luffy, <laughs> etc. One piece people know. So what? what is the end that he's trying to reach? What's, what's Heaven. The... Yeah, but... He's what... trying to obtain heaven. But like what... Is it ever explained what that heaven is? Oh, I suppose you'll have to keep watching Jojo's Bizarre Adventure to oh, find out, Nick. Oh, no. What a shame. <laughs> um, the opening plays, it is the same as, as previously. Except uh, slightly different shots at the end where instead of uh, Jolene smashing down bars with uh, her stand stone free, she hugs her father from behind. And then gets a piggyback ride. Yay! Which is a bit odd, but you know. Maybe they're both going to heaven. No, you're not on the right track. Oh, okay, all right. Meanwhile, uh, Hermes exposits again about her stand in case we forgot. (laughs) She's all like, hey, if you put a sticker on a pen, it duplicates. Two pens. And then if I relinquish the sticker... They smash back together, but they get slightly damaged in the process. There's a fissure that emerges, making it easy to break. And I will use this power that I call Kiss mm-hmm. to kill a guy. I don't know what I expected. <laughs> I really don't. She takes this ability as her sign from God that she's meant to kill Sportsmax. <laughs> There's a lot of talking about signs from God in this part. Yeah, well, it yeah. is Florida after all. No, of course, yeah. <laughs> if anyone's from Florida, they're going to be like... Oi. Fuck you guys. <laughs> Hermes is watching Sportsmax from afar in the prison. He is examining a bouquet of sunflowers and roses. Uh, and she's like, I'm going to kill you. I'm going to kill you so good for revenge. Oh no, he's talking to the prison chaplain, Father Pucci. I'd better not attack him now or the father might be disappointed in me. And they're all like, hey. Can I have one of these flowers, Father Pucci? Of course you can, mate. There'd be no greater honour than you taking a flower. And he takes it and it's covered in maggots. Oh, that doesn't feel good. No. It doesn't feel good at all. Meanwhile, Jolene and FF are, that is of course Foo Fighters, the sentient colony of Plankton inhabiting, inhabiting the body of a dead inmate, yep. are, are doing a Seinfeld episode <laughs> in the uh, prison cafeteria line. So someone cuts in front of Atro slash FF. Yep. And... Uh, Jolene's all like, hey, that bitch cut in front of you. You tell her off. And uh, FF replies, I know. For some reason, I feel like the others don't accept me here. Of course, Atro was famously unpopular. Yep. It's like they're looking down on me. Jolene shouts, don't cut. Uh, And then FF says, no, you can't force it. I'm doing a thing right now that's literally a thing George Costanza does in an episode of Seinfeld where I'm going to assess my impulse in any situation and do the opposite. 
So, for example, Atro is craving coffee right now. And the opposite of coffee... Is tea! It's not, it's hot lemonade, obviously. (laughs) (laughs) The other day, I may or may not, because I know that Sprite is leaving this universe, I may or may not... Listeners are so invested in our uh, hot lemonade slash Sprite ongoing plotline. So, I may or may not have found some Sprite discarded by a staff member at an event that I was at. Uh, so you sipped it out of the trash like a <laughs> raccoon. I did. No, um, so they, they left it there, but it just warmed up a bit. And I was like, well, I might give Sprite a go. It's a little bit warm, but you know, whatever. Had a sip and went, lemonade this warm is already bad. <laughs> you know, like it's already terrible. Yeah, imagine if it was piping hot. <laughs> just, just why? Just why? On so many le- just why, you know? Well, am I meant to put the lemonade in the oven? Is that what I'm meant to do with it? FF pours herself a, a tea. Uh, she's using her non-dominant hand instead of her... Using her left instead of her right, and she's mm-hmm. eating rice instead of bread. Ah, classic. That is the, the exact opposite of bread. I'm trying to change myself by doing the exact opposite, she says. And Jolene's like, the fuck? Meanwhile, Jolene's like, hey, so about these bullet wounds I have. They still really fucking hurt. And FF is like, hey, look, I can't put the plankton inside you. I can only do it with me. No, no, she did. She did put the plankton oh. inside her. That's what she, But it, it's just f- plugging the wound. It's not... Oh. It's not healing it. Yeah. It's not healing. It's just, you're not bleeding anymore. Yeah. Yeah. But that's it. You know, no more so can be done. So that's our healer for this part. And, uh... Famously, of course, Jorno did basically the same thing last season. Mm-hmm. And then before that, Josuke... Oh, yeah. Just re- reversed everyone. Wait, then what about um, Chodoro? We just we just shook it off. We're all big boys. Of course, doing big people things. will make posts about speculating about using the healing power of Hamon, but um, never really comes up. No. Oh well. Yeah. So she says, "I can only fill the holes with plankton. The rest is up your up to your body's ability to heal." Now yeah. to the pork. What's the opposite of pork? Is it beef or chicken? And uh, the chef immediately is like. How dare you? The opposite of pork is salmon. Having revealed she's been listening to them plugging, talking about plugging uh, bullet holes with (laughs) salmon the whole time. Because she's conspicuously in the back of that shot. Yep. Uh, Pigs lie around in mud all day. Salmon swims against the current to go upstream. And then FF is like, well, this is just fucking great. She's got this huge joker grin. (laughs) And she's like, well, thank you. I love that. People are cutting again, and the resolution of the bit is rather than uh, doing what Jolene says, uh, telling telling people off. Instead, she, she, she just... pulls more people into the line, and the cutters start arguing with the other cutters, leaving our protagonists to get the rest of their food undisturbed. And they're like, "Well, wow, it's so much easier to to get food." <laughs> and everyone's just arguing except for them, and they're like, "Well, you know." I wish there were more scenes like this. Just absolute pandemonium? Just, no, just little slice of lifey prison moments. Mm. We had a few of them in the past. I don't think there are many of them in the future. Mm. Um, and it would just be nice. Just more more slice of life prison, you know? Yeah. More, oh, it, oh classic prison. It's a little Classic JoJo. It's a playful place, dynamics. yeah. So um, they ask about, uh, Jolene asks about Hermes and Foo Fighters exposits that she's been following this guy around and even kept following her the day that Jolene was being covered by a rain of toxic frogs in the prison <laughs> courtyard. Interesting. Very interesting. So they pay uh, a visit and money to, to Gwess, who's like, ah, I'll give you the information for money, mate's rates. There's a good shot of Foo Fighters just leaning against the prison railing and yawning. Just a small moment. It yeah. was good. <laughs> you were very amused by yeah, it. Yeah, it's like, funny. Yeah. And they go to the library and they look up an old newspaper and find out about the drowning death of Hermes's sister, Gloria Costello. Oh, Gloria Gloria. Gloria. Six years ago. And then we cut back to Hermes, who is still watching Sports Max, and she's been like, I've been watching you for so long. I don't know why you've been spending so much time sweeping up in the prison graveyard. And now you've taken up taxidermy in the activity room. Hmm. Hmm. What are you up to? I think we'll find out soon enough, if you know what I mean. But I won't, because I'll kill you. Oh, oh fair enough. <laughs> but as she's going to go move in, uh, Jolene and FF are there, and they give her some breakfast, and she fobs them off, essentially. Yeah, she's like, I have a job to do. Yeah, I'm not following a guy named Sports Max. What are you talking about? It's like, we know you're following a guy. Named Sports Max. After the death of your sister. 
yeah, like, did you did you get sent here just to get revenge? And we all know, yes. Because she, she did that. And Hermes says, you don't pry into other people's business in prison. And Jolene says, well, I'm doing opposites today. <laughs> it's opposite day. It's opposite day and I want to do the things. I will bet you that was the last panel of that, like, like that issue of the manga. Well, there's just no way to find out. Damn it. We transition to... Uh, Hermes's sad Jojo backstory. We get one for everyone. <laughs> Yay! When they when she was young, mm-hmm. their mother died. Oh. So her older sister was like, Hermes, I will be your mother now. Uh, and she always put the family first. Gloria is radiant. She's tall, statuesque, blonde hair, beautiful cheekbones, a ridiculous jumper. <laughs> it's a turtleneck with like... Cable knits. I was going to say bondage rope, but like... It, it's all knitted, not bondage rope. Yep. Great. Yep. <laughs> and it's a crop top as well. It's just mad. It's so much going on. But yep. they both, uh, Hermes's modern outfit and Gloria's outfit are both turtlenecks. That's how you know they're sisters. Ah. Uh, so Hermes like became a juvenile delinquent and uh, her sister Gloria was like, you've got to help out at the restaurant sometimes. I want you to inherit it with me. And she's like, no, I want to go cross country. Uh, and go to college on a scholarship. <coughs> As we know. As that we know. That will never happen. No. So she runs off into the night. Gloria follows doing girly anime run. Where <laughs> you, like, what do you do? You have your hands up by your shoulders and you just rotate your torso is left it, and right. Is it like the fingers are slightly curled in? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if anyone was watching us. But they're not. What a shame. <laughs> uh, and she spawns, she, she stumbles into a gang murder. <laughs> As Sports Max, the man who we should describe shortly, because he also looks ridiculous, uh, is curb stomping a George Costanza looking guy. So this guy is like, please, I I need help. And then uh, Sports Max is like, okay, well, just... Bite bite that stick with your mouth. And I'm going to quote him here. Not like a dog, but as a baby would do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Which I have no idea what that means. Like not sideways, Mm -hmm. but like that way. Is that how babies bite things? Yeah, like, uh, like they suck on things, don't they? I guess. They don't eat like corn cob that way. They try to suck it Your down. Your baby shouldn't be eating corn cob. Yeah, well, that's why. Because they do this. <laughs> if they were going sideways like a dog, they'd be great. Or a typewriter. Hmm. Famously, you eat corn like a typewriter. The, there's a weird equivalence here with babies and typewriters. <laughs> it's like you're just tucking your typewriter into bed. Well, you're tucking your baby into bed and when it reaches the end, it goes ding and you slide it back along the other way. <laughs> and then it falls asleep and then when it wakes up, you just hear this ding, 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 ding. It's like, baby's up. Oh, well, back what to... What it is typed will be a window into its madness. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, and like off screen, he curb stomps that guy's head through the post. And Gloria's like, oh, he's a bad man. And she gasps and he looks over uh, and she hides and Hermes monologues, I'm not interested in seeing what lies in the dark. I wouldn't report it to the authorities either. The darkness will handle those who live by it. Mm. That's the only way to keep a restaurant open in that city. Mm, yes. What? But. What? what? Like, if you get involved in the organised crime, you're going to get fucked. Yeah, but. Just pretend you don't see anything. And then your restaurant will stay open. Yeah. But Gloria sees Hermes running off on the overpass and also sees Sportsmax see her. So he's going to assume that she saw the murder, which maybe she did. Maybe she didn't. We don't really know for sure. Mm. Um, so Gloria makes the decision to call the police on Sportsmax mm-hmm. to save Hermes. Yes. And as a result, she is murdered. It's just a series of events that makes perfect sense when you don't look at the bit in between the calling the police and getting murdered. Why? Well, how did they know it was her? Oh, we just figured it out. I take it back. I take it back. <laughs> They just, they just knew. They just knew. They just knew. They just knew. And then, what's his name? Only got five years. What's his pre- name? Sports Max. That's right. How could you forget? <laughs> oh God, it was a close one. He only got five years in prison for tax evasion and assault. And uh, Hermes is like, what the fuck? What the, like, literally yelling, what the fuck in court. Uh, and then basically grapples her lawyer. I love how Sports Max goes to court in his ridiculous... Let's talk okay. about it now. All right. So okay. he, he has a full purple suit. Full purple suit with like a black, like magatamas on it. Magatamas? Like the half shape of the yin yang. Oh, no. They're, like they're commas. Or like apostrophes or something? Yeah. Yeah. 
Like just something real weird. Got some zips. He's got a he's got a big blue either turtleneck or like scarf. A scarf kind of thing. Yeah. Mm. He's got a lot of eyeshadow. He's got um eyebrows that are also shaped like commas or apostrophes. Yes. But on their sides. Yeah. And that it's just so like a big ball with a little tail coming off yep. it. And it's just big blonde hair, so it really stands out. But it's kind of like um shaved close with little spikes. Mm. It's very strange. He looks awful. An awful man. <laughs> you look at him and go, I want him dead. Yes. But thankfully, we can provide. Hooray! Sports Max, mm-hmm. if we uh If we recall. If we recall, mm-hmm. is a character in this show. Going well, yep. He's named after the Sportsmax sub-brand of the Max Mara Italian fashion business. Ooh. It markets up upmarket ready-to-wear clothing, established in 1951 by Reggio Emilia. And now 1951, that name's that, that date's already setting off some some alarm bells. But there is no controversy section of his Wikipedia page. Oh. But are there any uh, wardrobe malfactions to speak of? Well, um, I'll get to one in a moment, an extra credit one uh, in a sec. But let's just quickly peruse the rest of this man's page and see if there's anything of interest. Oh, the um, trendy youth division of the company is Max & Co. I've heard of that. Max & Co. I've also heard of that. Mm. Then what's Min & Co.? Shut up. <laughs> After his death, according to his will, a large and important collection of contemporary art from Europe and America was made open to the public. Mm. That's nice. That is nice. But, Nick, you asked if I had any wardrobe malfactions for you this week. I did. Just something that I picked up through osmosis a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Is the story of uh, the man behind Doc Martin boots. Okay. You're familiar with this brand of boots. Doc Martin is like streetwear boots. Or shoes, I guess. Yeah, it's the sort of iconic... Um, Boot of the alternative uh, girl at a music gig. Oh, like the big, yeah. like black leather. Well, they come in a variety up, of colours. Cubs up to like here, no, kind of di- lower. Like that. yeah. Okay, yeah, I'm with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's some low rise shoes too. Like like that. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, did you know? Exposed. Angles. Do you know anything about their um their founder? No. Was he a doctor? He was named Martin. Uh, surname. Yep. Ooh. Martins. Was his first name. I was literally about to say, was his first name Adolf? (laughs) You're not (laughs) far off. Wait, what? Arnold? Klaus Martens. (laughs) Okay, sure. Klaus. Dr. Klaus Martin was a doctor in the army of Nazi Germany during World War II. What the fuck? After he injured his ankle in 1945, he found that his standard issue army boots were too uncomfortable for his injured foot. So he devised the Dr. Martin boot. What? What? He designed improvements to the boots with soft leather and air-padded soles made of tyres. When the war ended and some Germans recovered valuables from their cities, Martin took leather from a cobbler's shop. With that leather, he made himself a pair of boots. What? Oh my god. (laughs) So literal ex-Nazi army soldier? Yeah. I mean, you know, let's be fair, by that point, basically everyone in Germany was... A a conscripted... Was willing or otherwise a Nazi. We don't know how much of his personal views Mm. were involved. Oh my god. Amazing. So, wow. (laughs) What a connection. That is insane. Yep, and that's the segment that everyone loves. Wardrobe Wardrobe malfaction. Goddamn. So, uh, Sportsmax is sentenced to... Five years. Five years. Uh, as a result of all the trauma and sadness of Gloria dying, her dad becomes sick and is presumed to pass away. Hermes' dad. Yes, sorry. Yes. Also Gloria's no. dad. Oh. They're sisters. Ah. Even though they look nothing alike. No. So Hermes' parents are now both dead. Yep. yep. And her sister. And her sister. Everyone's dead. Except for Hermes. And Sportsmax. And Sportsmax. Sportsmax walks past a pipe which has a Polaroid of Gloria on it. And he stops, it catches his eye, he recognises her. And Hermes recognises him recognising her. And she says, so you do remember her. It's like that scene from Whiplash. Which scene from Whiplash? Where he's like, am I rushing or am I dragging? And then he like slaps him and then he's like, am I rushing or am I just like rushing? It's like, so you do know the difference. I haven't seen this movie, so I don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) It's like that, but she's all like, so you do recognize her. 
And then a pipe slams into him. Yep, Hermes slams a pipe into Sports Max. Blood goes everywhere. Because the pencil from before Is was the, the pipe. pipe. Mm. Yeah. Quote her, I've been waiting for you to be alone so no one can hear your screams. And she's jammed his body into an open gap in the pipe. And he's all like, who are you and what are you doing? She says, I want you to know the things you made Gloria suffer through. I'll make you remember them. Her stand shows up. It also has a turtleneck. <laughs> Which is very strange. Uh, and through use of her... St- I don't really understand the physics of how this works. But through use of her stand, he is now inside the pipe. And uh, there's like a little crack that he is peeking out of. As all contested arguments in JoJo's come down to, that's JoJo's baby. Yep. He's like, why are you doing this? <laughs> that's JoJo's baby. <laughs> and she says, oh, your sentence ends in a year. You'll have bodyguards outside. So I got myself sent to prison where you're defenseless. It's true that prison pipes are not big enough to fit a human being, but that means it fits you perfectly as a coffin. Ooh. He falls deeper into the pipe. She reveals there's a sticker, another sticker lower on the pipe that... When she removes it, fully seals him in, and he is going to drown to death. Yeah, so she, like, starts opening up some valve somewhere that yeah. lets everything in. The wastewater. Yeah. Um, and then she's all like, yeah, you, you die now. I'm, you I've die won. now. But, rather than hearing him call for help or anything... He prays. He prays. Those who rise from the darkness, limp viscuit. <laughs> yeah, that's right, we're leaning in. Come forth and join me. Oh, I hate it We will share joy in the darkness, limp viscous. And she sees a taxidermied crow in the activity room fall over. So, limp viscous. Limp viscous. So, limp viscous, a reference to limp biscuits. Yeah. uh, Known for their performance at Woodstock 99. Are they? Yeah, yeah, so they were the um, they were like the band where everything went wrong. Oh, okay. So I think I've told you about Woodstock '99. I, I am familiar with the concept yeah. of Woodstock '99. So like they, I think they were the headline act at Woodstock '99, and when they performed, they were like, "Hey guys, we're out here. Fuck the police, you know? Hell yeah! Like fuck everything to do with everything." And that's when everything started going horrifically riot. How so? So, because you know how the lead up to that, it was all like these alt rock bands being all like, yeah, fuck you, I won't do what you tell me kind of style. Sure. Um, but very aggressive. So Limp Biscuit comes out, headline act, and they're just like antagonizing everyone and everything because they're Limp Biscuit and they're not very good. And they're in front of 200,000 people. Exactly. And so then they're like, yeah, man, break down the barriers. Fuck everything. And these people haven't eaten in like a day. So, um, because there wasn't enough food supplied. So they just started rioting and then, uh... Durst stated during the concert, People are getting hurt. Don't let anybody get hurt. But I don't think you should mellow out. That's what Alanis Morissette had you motherfuckers do. If someone falls, pick them up. We already let the negative energy out. Now we want to let out the positive energy. Durst later stated in an interview, I didn't want to see anybody getting hurt. You don't see that. When you're looking out on a sea of people and the stage is 20 feet in the air and you're performing and you're feeling your music, how do they expect us to see that something bad is going on? How? How can they expect it? Les Claypool told the San Francisco Examiner, Woodstock was just Durst being Durst. His attitude is no press is bad press. So he brings it on himself. He wallows in it. Still, he's a great guy. (laughs) Amazing. Amazing. Oh my god. So yeah, after uh, after Limp oh, Biscuit. Limp Biscuit was, was chocolate starfish in the hot dog flavoured water, who I Wait, referenced what? earlier. What are you talking I thought about? So. What are you talking about? Chocolate starfish in the hot dog flavoured What? Oh my god, it was their third studio album? Yeah. There you go. Holy shit. Holy We're reaching the point where the references are in a time frame yeah, where we were alive. We're reaching a re- uh, reference cascade soon where they're all gonna stack up on top of each other. Nick, this oh, is no. the Jojo Valet commentary for the stand Limp Biscuit. Or if you're nasty. Limp Viscuit. Tell me more. Or should I say, tell me vor. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> tell me nor? Hirohiko Araki has this to say. <gasps> yeah. I thought the effects in the movie Hollow Man were cool. When the guy turns invisible, you can see his innards. I wanted to draw some draw people in that sort of unfamiliar form. Huh. <laughs> you know the movie Hollow Man? No. This is, I think it's loosely based on the Invisible Man. Maybe, mm. maybe not. Similar yeah. concept at any rate. But I remember the um, the big twist is that it's an invisible murderer movie oh. uh, where the invisible person, creature, is a gorilla. Oh, interesting. So it's not a man. Well, it's a gorilla. Okay. 
So it's not a man. Arrogant scientist Sebastian Kane has developed a serum for the military that can make a subject invisible. Ooh. His team includes ex-girlfriend Linda McKay, Matt Kensington, Sarah, Janice, Carter, and Frank. Only three of these people have surnames. <laughs> the team succeeds in reversing the procedure, returning an invisible gorilla to visibility. Blah, blah, blah. Gorilla gets loose, kills people. Hmm. Okay, so so the whole plot is, oh, we have this giant breakthrough in technology to make someone invisible slash uninvisible. But the main plot is the gorilla got loose. Oh no, Sebastian starts killing people. Oh, so he turns invisible. Seems like it. Maybe I have seen this film. What year did it come out? Um, 2000s, I want to say. 2000? I think I might have actually seen snippets of this film. Hmm. I don't know why I'm looking it up. Do you remember there was a show when we would have been in late primary or early high school Mm -hmm. called, I think it must have just been called The Invisible Man. Uh, And the premise was that a guy who had a drug, I want to say it was called Quicksilver, that could turn him invisible, but it also like jokified him for a while. Uh, what do you mean? Like turned him into a psycho. Maybe? That show was so of its time. I might remember something like that. It does ring a bell. The 90s were fucking weird. Does the gorilla go mad in this? I'm not seeing a lot of gorilla madness in the... uh... Well, I hope it's not a horror film about a mad gorilla, is it? It's a horror film about an invisible hollow man. He's hollow because he lacks I thought the hollow man was the gorilla. (laughs) No, it's the man. The hollow man. The hollow knight. (laughs) Which is a game about a gorilla fighting bugs. (laughs) But surely I'm not the Hollow Knight. <gasps> Ooh. It's the sequel about gorilla madness. <laughs> None no. of them are about gorillas. Okay. I'm disappointed. For that, you have to find a movie called, like, Hollow Gorilla. Sure. That's about an invisible Hollow gorilla. Kong. Hollow Kong? Hollow Kong. Why is he hollow? He lacks heart. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, what, <laughs> what's the design of Hollow Man? Hiroko Araki likes it. Yeah, but like, what's the design of it? Isn't he invisible? Yeah. So he's invisible. But like, per the note, he likes the appearance of like, organs being visible through uh, transparent skin. Hmm. So he's not invisible? <sighs> I don't know, man. I don't know. He doesn't sound like he's invisible. <laughs> I'm gonna kill you. <laughs> I'm gonna kill you and use those methods we discussed to hide the body. Oh, shit. <laughs> A taxidermied raven falls over. Cronk. And like things are knocked off benches and lights are smashing in the ceiling. Hermes is like, what's going on? She's just standing there perfectly still. We as the viewer immediately are like, oh, Oh, I get what's what's happening. She hears something moving towards her in the air and something rips her pinky finger off. (gasps) Strong. And then like beak, uh, uh, yeah. Beak She gets beak busted (laughs) by Kazooie in the the neck several times. And she's like, oh my God, what's going on? Yeah. Um... To quote, to quote a previous episode title, mm-hmm. an ill omen, a beak. Ooh. And then it goes for her carotid artery. Well, no, first it goes up towards her eye, tearing from the last beak hole. She okay. manages to tear it away. And then it just rips open her neck and starts, much like Dio did to Jonathan, pulling mm. out her, her carotid artery. And it tries to, like, get it out like a worm. Yeah, yeah. Or it's like, yeah. So this is bad, obviously. So she is she, like, she oh, She puts shit, a sticker oh, on her jumper. Mm. Or jacket to give herself a new jacket, wraps the invisible bird in the jacket, and then smashes that against the wall, causing the taxidermied uh, body of the thing in the other room to break. And she's like, Did I do This it? is like some voodoo shit, right? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Did this I crush is shit it? from beyond the grave. This is Limp Viscuit. Yeah. This is Woodstock 99, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Look, no press, bad press. The riots really got out of hand when the invisible crocodile showed up. <laughs> to be fair, I can, I can see it. Uh, Hermes shouts at the pipe for a while, like speculating if Sportsmax is in there using his stand on her. But then she's distracted because a little mouse toy in the car in the activity room is pulled out of sight like in a shot of Jurassic Park. Uh, and there's a taxidermied alligator there, or crocodile. Difficult to know. Just in the prison. Yeah. Well, obviously for, you know, informational purposes. Sure. Uh, and something invisible chomps up this toy car and smashes a big video game style barrel of cold or cola maybe okay no idea (laughs) uh smashes the table some dust uh flies through the air settles on the invisible body of the crocodile making it briefly visible and hermes is like oh and then she sees the dust of its footprints running at her 
And she's like, oh, oh I get shit. it. It's an invisible alligator. Yeah, or crocodile. And it's impossible it's just too to hard know. to tell when it's invisible. There's no way of knowing. So she runs and she jumps. She hangs from the pipe. And she's like, whoa. And it's the, it, the invisible tail and bulk of the thing is smashing against the pipe that Sports Max is in. Uh, she speculates that he's trying to get free. Uh, and just as she's about to do anything, Hermes, uh, sorry, Jolene and FF are here. Oh, they showed up. What are you doing up there, they say. And then FF gets her leg bitten off. FF says, jo- Hermes, Jolene's worried about you. I'm not. <laughs> Wait, does she actually No, she, she says, Jolene is worried about you. Then she gets distracted by her leg getting torn uh, off. Ah, yes. <laughs> so I just like that phrasing, like, seems what? to imply, like, she's not saying we're worried about you. It's like, oh, Jolene was worried about yeah. you. Anyway, bye. <laughs> leg is torn off. Uh, she falls to the ground. The leg is chomped up by Invisible Croc. And Hermes is like, Yeah! Yep. As, as we are to do here. FF seems a little unfazed considering. <laughs> well, I mean, FF can just regenerate a leg. She's like, Oh, damn, my leg. That's going to cost me so much water later. Oh, do you know how much plankton I need for mm. that? She, yeah, she just says, Damn, it got my leg. And Jolene's like, Oh my God. Oh my God. What was that? And Hermes is like, Animal. Sports animal, Max. No time. <laughs> It's, it's charging at you. Jolene and her stand do a big punch. For some reason, this covers it in blood. I think because that's... Um... Did she fling FF's blood at it? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. I think so. And it Which looks pretty water. creepy. It's harrowing. Just a big like, blood painting of a crocodile. And uh... It looks like the red crocodile inside the big statue of a crocodile in Banjo-Kazooie. Mr. Vile, who wants you to play a game where you eat little creatures and whoever eats the most creatures wins. Ah, do you win? You do, and you get a jiggy. Yes. <laughs> Crave those jigsaw pieces. The croc but- charges in. Too big, continued. That's the whole app. Yep. That's the whole app. I was like, oh, it's over. Oh, it's finally over. So swift. So, Nick. Yep. Mm-hmm. Jojo's Bizarre Adventure. We're back. What are our highlights for this episode? My highlight is probably going to have to be... Uh, Hermes chucking uh, Sports Max into the pipe because I was like, this is pretty hardcore. <laughs> like, pretty brutal in a prison. This uh, this about matches that brutality. And it's pretty cool just knowing that he's gonna drown. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah. My highlight is FF doing the opposite. <laughs> it's just a, like a nice little self-contained sketch. I like uh, it. It's so it's silly. Very pure. So silly. Oh, low lights. My low light is Dio explaining how to seek heaven <laughs> and not saying anything for the entire anything time he's substance. on screen. He's so enigmatic. Yeah, but he could explain <laughs> anything that he's doing. And it's like, come on, man. He's seeking heaven, Nick. <laughs> you see, when you're talking to a priest and your name is God, there's a lot of assumed knowledge on both <laughs> parts. You're like, so you can tell me anything I need? It's like, absolutely. What about this? Oh, I can't tell you that. That's something you have to come to yourself. And my low light is the gross shot of Hermes's artery being yanked around by a uh, bird. Yes. It's good, it's effective, it's gross, but it grosses me out. Not a fan. I mean, I'm not not a fan, but it's a good episode. <laughs> okay, all right. And we can all agree that salmon is the opposite of pork. Is it? Sure. Well, pigs roll around the mud, you see. And salmon swim upstream against the flow. Mm-hmm. So. So. Nick. Yes. That's me. Hermes is hanging from a pipe. Uh-huh. Sports Max is in a different pipe. Uh, <laughs> FF lost a leg to a croc. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jolene is fighting that very same croc. Father Pucci is doing his thing. Dio, he died in 1988. What will happen <laughs> next time on JoJo's Bizarre Adventure? Stone Ocean, in the episode entitled... Kiss from a Rose? (laughs) Sure, yeah, by Seal. (laughs) Mm. Seal. Uh, Kiss of Love and Revenge, part two. I have a theory about what's going to happen. Okay. The crocodile will be defeated by them. In fact, the entire battle will just revolve around them having to see the crocodile. And then be the crocodile. (laughs) And then beat the crocodile. Um, So, like, they'll have to find ways to, like, throw dust on it. Or blood. Yeah. Or if we water. can see it, we can kill it. Exactly. But the thing is, wasn't there some other lady who was lying on the ground that wasn't Hermes? Yes. Um. And a female inmate who wasn't Hermes has been beaten with a blunt object. Yeah. So my theory is that the very observant Nick. What can I say other than you're welcome? So my theory is that shut the fuck the- up. <laughs> the the uh, the animals will force them out of this little chamber near the taxidermy room. Yep. And they'll run into another inmate who'll be like, Hey, Jolene, watch where the fuck you're going. Bam, blunt force trauma. Ah. 
maybe from a dead person's ghost thing. Ooh. You know, like the stand dead yeah, yeah. thing. Um, or maybe she is a zombie. Well, because lest you but... forget, uh, Jolene was in a room with graves in that one mm. shot. Or maybe how close would the uh, the medic's office be? Like the morgue? Because mm. maybe she died recently, but she died before that. This is that other woman. Yeah. So, like, she was dead, and then she came back ah, via the stand power. Like the hollow man. Yes! Um, but I reckon it's probably just more one from the grave. Okay, and yeah. how will they deal with Sports Max? I mean, he's probably just dead in the pipe now, isn't he? <laughs> then how will they deal with his stand that is pursuing them? Hmm. It's kind of like Notorious B.I.G., if that is the scenario. Yeah, it is. It's very much like that. Um, unless it's not him who's controlling these things, and it's someone else who just so happens to be there. I was watching from behind the corridor yeah, the whole time. And that's the lady. I'm Sports Minimum. Uh, I'm Max and Co. Um, oh, I don't know. Because if it's like Notorious B.I.G., it'll just keep resurrecting things. Unless they can... Fo- unless it's like a spirit that like leaves. Yeah. And then they're like, oh, we have to kill that bit. And they just punch it. Sure, it yeah. Dies. But I'm not sure. Maybe it'll just leave and just... Making punch ghosts the most literal it's been so far. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, that's my okay. theory. And then what, uh, what it's going to happen with Jolene being thrown into this, pun- this punishment zone? Well, I don't think we're going to get much this episode about mm. that. But I reckon her plan is that if she gets sent there, um, she can do some digging quite literally... From uh, this she's war. going to like Shawshank Redemption her way through the wall. Yep, exactly. Exactly. Either that or she's going <laughs> the punishment to... ward walls back up against Father Pucci's church. Yeah. I don't think they know it's him yet. Yeah, but it might be um it might be a matter of, oh, I need to get through this because I'm I'm going to interrogate someone when I get out because I know certain things after the battle. That kind of thing. Maybe? Yeah, right. Yeah, but I'm not fully sure yet. Okay, well, we'll find out next time on JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Part 6, Stone Ocean. But until then, to be continued. <laughs>